are made of this. All one word. <laughs> Writes. <clears throat> Inspiring and motivating. I'm just starting out getting a side project off the ground and have found lots of gems of practical advice whilst listening to this podcast. Adam and Harrison are easy to listen to and the quality of the sound is good. I only started listening a few months ago at the first podcast and I am cherry picking my way through them as titles and descriptions are really helpful. Keep up the great work. Adam, you've been away. We've been away. You're going away. <laughs> I'm going away. There's a lot of travel happening. It's episode 200. How you been working away? Well, I say working away. You've been on holiday for two weeks. Yep. The company's still been just grinding away. We're still here. Haven't you've lost been... a client. Haven't lost a team member. <laughs> Super happy. That you know of. Uh, how's it been Where working? Is <laughs> how's it been working remotely? Briefly, because you've not been on line the whole time nope. you've just been kind of bitting and bobbing emails few bits of slack when we've overlapped and when you've had time to be on your laptop yep but it's been very sporadic how does it feel to let go of the reins and just see the beast work to be honest mate it's it wasn't scary for me to go away the biggest fear for me was coming back and not because <laughs> not, not because I don't want to come back and get back into it. The reason that I started off jumping in to do the work that I did was I didn't want to come back to a mountain of work, especially with the project that I'm working on now with Verified. I needed that to get my attention. So I ended up waking, a little bit, uh, waking up a little bit earlier, going to bed a little bit later. I didn't let it, I tried to not let it impact my time with the family during the day. Mm-hmm. Tried to keep that precious, tried to be present as much as I possibly could with that. But, it, it ran into some bits. Emotionally for me, uh, it was good. I felt positive because I was enjoying time with my family, getting some nice weather, as well as keeping the business move forward. And to be honest, mate, like you said, nothing's burnt down. Uh, the team has just super impressed me. Um, every client that I've spoke to, like, did you have a good holiday? I, by the way, on this note, I don't think you can call it a holiday <laughs> when you've got two kids under the age of four years old or two and four years old. There's no rest and relaxation. There's no R and R, none of that. Um, we made some great memories, but I came back more tired than I went. Um, but to pull it back to the business side of it and think about the team, um, I've just been super impressed, mate. I don't really know what else to say. Everyone in the team has understood that I. Correct me if I'm right, and I'm going to put this back on you. Correct you if you're right. Correct me if I'm right. <laughs> That's the best option you get. <laughs> That's how I roll here. Um, correct me if you disagree. I will go with that. I feel like the team have said, let's not bug Adam because he's away and let's respect that break. Even though I'm there pounding you with email, Slack, WhatsApp. What's it been like in the team without me here? I'm slightly chuckling because it's not been so much, oh, I don't, we don't want to bother him. It's been more of, we're not going to get a response quick enough. So we okay. may as well just figure it out ourselves. That's amazing to End hear. result's the same, but yep. it's just like we've said before many a time is when you're in the office or anyone that you'd normally would ask the for the green light from it's that kind of safety blanket that com- that comfort zone where you can just say hey Adam count is this is this good to go sort of thing whereas when you're not here we have to just make that decision without you like the exact <clears throat> example was with Sam new guy in the team mm. I don't know if you know about this but we sent out a campaign regarding England and the football shirt and bits like this so we sent it out to our members taking part in the app and he got a message back. And this is like one of Sam's first campaigns. He's been with us for like three weeks. 
And he sent it out to everyone saying, win an exclusive England t-shirt, personalised, whatever it is. And he got a reply back saying, like, not everyone is English, Sam. I was like, okay, fair enough. He was Welsh. Um, so Sam wrote a reply and then apparently sat down and thought about replying with it to the point he brought his laptop into the office, showed me intercom, and was like, Adam, is it okay if I reply with this? And his reply was something like, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Where do you live? <laughs> <laughs> Oi, big man. No, his reply was something like, maybe Wales will get into the World Cup next time. Emoji, smiley face. A bit of banter, a bit of fun. Mm. Like, alleviating the situation a little bit. My alarm bells at that point made me really realise that for the week or two I've, I was here when Sam was here and we were onboarding him, there must be like this weird culture in the office, which is like, it has to be done Adam's way. For him to check, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe it was just because he's new, but for him to come in and check, can I reply to this with this little bit of banter? It kind of suggested to me, rightly or wrongly, that there's a culture in the office that it needs to be done Adam's way, compared to just, it needs to be done as good as possible. I think it, that might be because uh, <clears throat> you it's kind of been you and Sam and Edie as well that have all been working on kind of the campaigns and the messaging and things like that, so he probably subconsciously thought okay so Adam's obviously the boss but Adam's also been kind of spearheading it as well even though you're giving Sam the responsibility to do it yep. it's been you who's been telling him to do the task so he's probably coming okay. to you because he thinks it's you that he needs to get clearance from basically yep. but I guess but that's that was just another thing that's took, taken place where I'm thinking like I would hate to look in the mirror and think fuck I micromanage my team and I've kind of done that in the last two weeks. I've thought, so we had a great interview with Catherine coming up soon, okay? And off the back of that interview, I really, and she actually, ended, <clears throat> excuse me, she ended up interviewing me afterwards. And as you know, that went deep. Mm. Like that went places that even you didn't think it would go. And then I really started thinking about myself. So it was just before I went on holiday and I've been away. And everyone, you know, you even said in a Facebook live thing that I put up, I'm actually scared to come to the office because Adam comes back with these crazy ideas. <laughs> And what I've actually done is the exact opposite. I've just refined what we all already do. And I'm trying to admit to myself, I am not the best CEO or MD, whatever people frame me as, um, that I can be. So the personal development that I want the team to go through, I need to do that for me too, in terms of pull myself out of the business slightly so I can manage the team. And there's this great quote that I heard, which was, hire good people, train them and support them to the best of your ability and then get out their fucking way so they can do the best work possible. They didn't mm. use the word fucking and bits like that. But for me, I'm like, the way that I think about stuff in the office now, because I've been away for two weeks and you guys have produced amazing stuff and results. I'm like, I always say to myself, I promise you, Harry, three times today I've said, just get out his fucking way. I've just like, I've just like, just let him do the work. Before he asked me to do something, I was like, just, whichever way you want just do it your way just do it and that's the biggest thing that I'm trying to improve on and as well reading books about management mm. speaking to mentors like who can help me understand like I'm going through this transition right now which is like I've worked in the business for so long like just doing tasks doing yeah. Photoshop doing Final Cut I haven't touched you know I haven't touched, <laughs> you know, I haven't touched Final Cut at <laughs> that, a time that was a fun phone call <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like Harry help where's the button that I need to press but the fact that when I was away, I knew I only had three hours or two hours or one hour or four hours on that day. And I looked at my to-do list and I was like, that's more than four hours work. 
Mm. I know I'm on holiday and all that stuff, but the, there's so much stuff going on and things mm. need to keep moving. So I was like, okay, what are the big things that I need to get done? That if I don't get done, things are going to break. So I just did those things, which meant all the other little stuff didn't get round to. Loads of stuff in my to-do list I haven't done, but nothing's broke. Like, we're still here. We've got happy clients. Good meeting today. I'm wearing shorts, and it's the first time I've ever done a quarterly client review with our largest client in shorts. It's bloody hot in this office. It's absolute sweat. It's steam box right now. It's been ridiculous. So for me, I've learned a lot in the last two weeks. You guys have just upped your game. And I'm just super excited now to think, cause like when I come into the office at the moment, I'm like, okay, I just need to do my work. And no point in me thinks I need to get better at what I do. Mm. So like tomorrow, we've got our first one-to-ones. And you've seen them. How often are they in the calendar? Uh, every two weeks. Every two weeks. Good guess, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> you said it earlier, which refreshed me. Oh, okay, I, I yeah. even thought, is it every two weeks? <laughs> yes, every two weeks. Wow. And we've got an amazing structure, which Catherine Alonso sent me from something that she's learned. And when, when she interviewed me and we got talking in between the shows, she was just like, it's the, the biggest thing that she's done in her business to improve things is spend time with the staff. And the way that I think about it is tomorrow when we spend time together, it's going to be 10 minutes on what's going on with you. 10 minutes about what I need from you in the business. Mm-hmm. And then 10 minutes of how we're going to work together to do that. So then there's no surprises, no nothing. And in theory, that means, and I say to you, Harry, this is one of the things I'm asking you tomorrow. You get a heads up. I say to you, what do you need from me in the next two weeks? And you have to think about it. We have a chat. I know you're away. <laughs> Not to fucking bother me. Time, time that one, <laughs> didn't you? So, <laughs> but, but, I don't want any more cryptic Facebook messages like, you happy working at Expert Trades? That was amazing. So, uh, side story, last time that we that Harry was away, you were in Thailand at the time, weren't you? Yeah. yeah. I literally sent him a message, Facebook message, saying something like, mate, super important, are you happy working at Expert Trades? And because I was abroad, I only had, I only had well, connection when I was on Wi-Fi, so I, I get this message and couldn't reply for like three hours. I connect to Facebook again, and another message comes in from you, which was like 20 minutes after you sent the first one, saying, silence ain't golden. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Sarcasm level through the roof. Yeah, I won't send you any cryptic messages. But my idea of that is, I'm asking you, what do you need from me in the next two weeks? And this would be cool. If I do these two things for you, and you do the actions that we've agreed, there should be nothing else that we need to... I'm not saying I'm not going to talk to you for two weeks. What I'm saying is you're not going to bring any bombshells to my desk and ask me to do stuff last minute. And you're happy dealing with everything else, all the little stuff, the client stuff that might come up. Because I just need you to do that. Which is going to make me feel like I'm going to spend half a day with the team every two weeks, but I'm going to get more than half a day back between those meetings. And also, so I had it with Mark yesterday. We had our one-to-one yesterday. And because we'd framed it in that structure, which is like the first 10 minutes, I just want to talk about you. What what is going on in your world? How are you? How are things going? And we spoke about stuff we'd never spoken before. And then we went out for dinner last night because we were going to do the bowling and he stayed up and all that good stuff. And then before I dropped him off at the train station, it was like, I've really enjoyed this. It's got me thinking about stuff differently about expert trades in terms of he now knows where I think the business should be going. And we've spoken on a just a personal level about how, we, how we're how we dealing with the business and what's going on and what's stressing each other out. And just very open and transparent because you know that's Mark's nature. And he literally said like, like this is, like we should do this more often. And I was like, it's in your calendar every two weeks. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay, cool. But it just showed me initially that if I can try and stick to that and not do this whole get off holiday, feel motivated, let's do this, let's do these meetings, and then it all gets busy, 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 and we all forget it. I'm super excited to see how that affects things in the company. 
Yeah, I mean, it, interesting, and it's kind of everything that you've just been speaking about. Basically, because you've had had limited access to be able to even be involved with the minor things that happen on the day to day, you've had to go for the really high level stuff. And I guess that's kind of more of a CEO role where you are literally. You're still the person we need to come to to get the green light on on big projects and things like that. But rather than you also being on the front line and negotiating or, or confirming the finer details, you're literally the guy that sees the end product and says, "Yeah, like it," or "We need we can do better," or whatever it may be. Uh, and I think so. That's on like projects that we're working on. Yep. But then that same principle is is exactly what you're saying. By instead of instead of being bogged down with your work on the emails and all, just the little things that just take up all your time, you're now able to speak to the staff and understand them as people and where we are, yeah. as opposed to what we're doing day to day because you know we're already doing it and we're going to get on with it and it's going to be of a high quality. So you can just focus on the the brain behind the output. It's 100 percent that. And just to follow up with that, it's if you produce a piece of content. Normally you bring it to me, get it signed off. What do you think? Da da da. But we're gonna we're getting to a point now where you produce a piece of content, you send it to the client, done. And I might look at it and go, in my head, I would have changed this and mm. I would have preferred that. But there's two things at hand here. You're better at me at what you do. Simple as that. Secondly, is even if you've only done it eighty percent right, by you doing it eighty percent right, and more importantly, the client is still happy. Yeah that should equate to perfect. But we often spend time speaking to me, deliberating, having conversations about what's the perfect way to do this compared to what's the best way we can do this now. So we're just trying to get more streamlined and trust you guys to say, cool, Harry, it ain't gonna be done my way. Do it your way. Because that's either gonna be perfect or as close to it and that is probably good enough anyway. And that's that's the mindset shift for me is everything that goes out the door from expert trades needs to be really good but it doesn't need to be Adam Callow's perfect. And that, and that's the biggest challenge. Like Again, we've said it before, but most bosses will always face this, that releasing that control over everything that they're so used to doing, so used to doing it all yourself, you know, because only you will do it right. Like no one will ever do it as right as you feel that you can do yep. it. But I feel like my right is perfect. It's yeah. probably not. No, it's but, definitely not. But, but but when it when when a company is your baby or what, just any in anything that you do, like any of us personally, if you get someone else to do it, it's like, mm, I wouldn't have done it that way. Even though the end result, like you say, is near enough the same as makes no difference. Yep. But because they didn't do it quite how you would do it. Mm, but the, yeah, it's just giving up that can that <laughs> that control. No, I know. And it's like, not it's a micromanaging thing. It's like, yeah. <clears throat> like Sam's come in and he's been doing some emails to send to members. And I started off by saying, no, no, like use this opening line because I know it's just got better, better results and use this and do that and put the image there. I was just like, get the fuck out of his way. I was like, Sam, cool. Do that. Send it out the best way you want. Look at the data. Here's my results over the last year. Beat that for me in the next three months. And he's going to send something out. It's going to fail. He's going to go, okay, what failed? And he can go in, learn himself. Otherwise, every single week we send a newsletter out. He's going to come in and be like, Adam, is that okay? I'm just going to say, here's the results I've got. I'm not an expert. Beat it. You've got three months to beat it that's the sort of level of autonomy that I want to give the team. Yeah, I was, I was at a, funny, had a similar kind of conversation with a client, um, Amar. Basically, because uh, what we're talking about is creative freedom. Like you get given 
a goal that you need to achieve, but how you get to it, like the freedom to be able to choose how you achieve the results is so much more fulfilling than someone coming in. And like you say, if you just, if you just told Sam how to, how to write the emails, language, imagery, like format, style, everything like that, he, he he could be anybody. He could be a fake. I'm doing the work. I'm just getting like some. So to be for him to come into a role and all of us, again, the benefit of a startup coming into a role that you can make your own and find your own voice and the company's voice and everything like that is, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> and there's a risk as well. And this is for anyone that's listening that is a startup founder trying to build a business. Like we are nine strong, two full time, uh, two part time freelancers committed hours. Like we're getting, getting a little bit big now and we're now trying to move office downstairs. We're going to need a bigger space. The, the biggest thing that I'm thinking is, if Sam had come into the business and I'd smothered him with Adam's way, he's going to leave mm. because he's going to think, Adam, anyone can do this. You basically write an email for me and you just ask me to drop it into MailChimp and send it. Like anyone can do this. I'm here because I want to challenge. I want to think. I want to do. I want to learn. I don't just want to be a mini Adam Callow. And that's like, for me, it's like 100% right. When I play that out in my head, I'm like, obviously. But my actions are speaking differently to my logic. So mm. I just need to just marry the two up. It's cool. I'm just, like I'm... <laughs> Super happy. We've got a massive project with Verified and that goes live. So when this show drops, goes tomorrow. So this is Thursday today we're recording. It goes live Friday. So Saturday, my Verified campaign goes live. I put a lot of work into that. Yeah, it's so, huge. Uh, yeah, and then the next two months for me, we're going to be shaking hands, kissing babies, trying to grow that service because I'm super passionate about it. So the only way I've had the confidence now to just say to people, yeah, I'll come to that career night. Yeah, I'll come to that trade show. Yeah, I'll do this. I'll meet you there. The hard stuff. The hard stuff. <laughs> Shaking hands. Mate, the hardest thing is getting people to believe in what I believe in. Yeah. Super hard. So I'm going to go do loads of that in the next two months because I've got the confidence that you guys are holding the fort here, not losing clients, helping us expand the business and all that good stuff. So the sort of takeaways that if you're listening to this and you are in a job and thinking about doing a business, understand your strengths and weaknesses. My strengths are sales. Simple as that. And then hire, when you start to hire people and think about growing a business, hire people to do a role, hire fantastic people, give them as much support as you possibly can. Because when they come into the business, when you came to business, I was better than you at Final Cut. I tried to help, da da da. Then you went away because you're a smart guy. You went away and said, I'm going to learn this myself. Like that's what A players do. They go and learn, they challenge themselves. And all of a sudden, like you dominate anything I'll do within four, five, six months of you joining the company. Find people that have got that A player mentality that are going to learn and push themselves on and then do what I haven't been doing the last five years, get out of the way. Just get out of the way of what they do so you can focus on building the business. That's so easy to say, but so impactful for me. Yeah, and probably for another show, but it'd be interesting to know how you look for that kind of, uh, that hunger in, in staff. Yeah, great, yeah, great. We should uh, yeah, definitely great follow idea. up on that one. Which segues real nicely into what's coming on, up on the podcast because mm-hmm. you are going away. Where are you going, Harry? <laughs> Japan, <laughs> short stretch. He's been nicked. No, um, going three away. weeks <laughs> of just far east sushi. Just yeah, can't wait. Traveling Tokyo, Osaka, Hiroshima. Yeah, with your beautiful wife. Yep. It's it's gonna be be, apparently, it's a scorcher out there. Thirty degrees minimum. Hundred percent humidity. So, like this office. Like this office. <laughs> <laughs> So people listening to this on Friday are thinking, okay, so there's going to be no more shows for three weeks. That's a little bit different. So obviously, as I have been away, I've spent a lot of time thinking about what I want the show to become over the next 100 episodes. Mm-hmm. Came back, spoke to Harry, we're on the same page. We understand that we need to carve different 
different times of day out because we understand that's yep. our failure. Yep. We've been trying to record the shows in the morning before the day working day starts. But the truth is you get to your office, you look at your to-dos and the day has mm. started. You're sidetracked, you're not doing it. So we're not going to take that time to do that. But we are going to do three shows a week. And what we're going to do while you're away is we've got an amazing interview with Catherine Alonso. Name yep. the company. Havelina. Havelina nails it. Spelt. J A. That's all I need. Yeah, you need. So amazing interview dropping with that. We've got some members of the Slack community jumping on the mics. Cool. You know, Sarah, my wife, has started a community because sort of moving to the area, doesn't know anyone. Started a community called Super Mums. Mm-hmm. 600 local members, all within like three miles of our house. She had a horrible day the other day, like emotionally, because the first negative piece of comment piece of content went into that community closed community 650 people all mums first piece of content went in I was like listen here's what's actually funny I was like listen I need to get this on the podcast she was like Adam shut the fuck up I'm trying to talk to you about <laughs> something I've had wrong You're like babe this will be perfect content this is exactly what I'm saying I'm like can you do me a favour get a pen and paper and she's like are you kidding me so she's coming onto the show um, talk about what it's like uh, just as a microcosm of like trying to build a community and how she's dealt with that because a lot of people that listen to this especially in the Slack community, are starting to build their own communities. And then I've got some books that I've read. I'm going to give some stuff. I'm going to be creating some some content while you're away. Cool. Hopefully you find the time to listen to it. And then when you're back, me and Harry have got a huge amount of shows that we want to get to and really get into like the, the nitty gritty of what we're doing day to day now because we always say this, but we're always busy. And I think the one thing that we don't do enough of is get into the weeds of the practicalities of what we're doing and what we're learning and sharing our losses a little bit more in terms of not just the stuff that is going well in the business and the cameras we're winning, the issues we're having with clients, all that good stuff. I'm really excited about the next 100 episodes and we've got like 74 reviews. Funny story. I'm just going to repeat what Matt said to me the other day. So our old, where we used to work, Ethan, the barber. Yeah. That's yeah how, I remember. You, you tell the story, yeah. Yeah, so uh, so Fordy went for a haircut and uh, I guess Ethan was just telling him, well, they just... Uh, Barber chat, as you do, uh, getting your hair cut. I can't remember that, what that was like because it's been so long since I've had hair. Um, but yeah, I remember we used to have conversations. Uh, and yeah, so Ethan was obviously just chatting to him, talking about business or just different podcasts. How did they even kind of get onto the podcasting conversation? No idea. would like to know that. But but it brought brought it up. And uh, didn't he just say, oh, I, I heard Adam on a podcast the other day and, and it happened to be, was it, well, it was the start guy. Start guy. Uh, and, then, and then he realized that it's it's your podcast. It's our podcast. So, and the best Someone thing, that we'd never told, who ne- was completely unaware that we were even doing it. Local and tours. Across. And the, the best and thing is- And brought it up in conversation. And he found it in podcasts on You Were Noteworthy on business. I mean, I don't know why we're still there, but for you guys that leave reviews, you heard the review at the start of the show. And if you got this far in, go and leave us a review. And I love what- the is it the nice cream company did they plugged their company in such a nice passive way i just read it like guys we want to help you so if you want to be plugged on the show just tell us why you've got this how how long we've been recording 30 minutes so you've listened to 30 30 minutes ish of me and harry tell us why guys if you like what we do and you want to get a little bit more involved go back and look for a podcast title about slack listen to that show and i hope to hear from you we are so excited to do the next 100 episodes i am so for me it's how i level up as a ceo is what i want to document most in the next 100 episodes shaking hands and kissing babies next two months for me mate
So what I had for breakfast, Harry, was three scoops of coffee into my huge tea scoops, tablespoons, tablespoons, tea scoops, teaspoons. Let's get this wrong around. Tablespoons are the small ones, aren't they? Tablespoons, the one that's big as your hand. Teaspoons. I had three teaspoons of coffee into my huge. How many mils of water? I didn't mean to flummox you. I don't, I don't do it like that, to be honest. What I do is I make a coffee with three teaspoons of coffee in, top up the glass with water, put that in the blender, then mm-hmm. put the huel in, and it's like a it's like a frappuccino when I drop some ice cubes in. But no water. Is just the, the ice. The no, just the because I make the I make a, I make a coffee. Oh, sorry. And then sorry. let it go cold. Might you just make it with cold water. You can't do that with coffee. What? What? <laughs> you can't. You can't. You can't make a coffee. It won't. It may. It won't. It won't dilute or whatever that whatever the correct term is. You need to put it in hot water to I'm, activate the coffee beans. I'll try it. You can't, mate. You do. Are you trolling me? I'm gonna wake up tomorrow. I'm gonna put three teaspoons of coffee in a glass of cold water, and I'm just gonna move these. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll be honest. You doubt yourself. I'm. I'm not. I'm not speaking from experience, but surely science physics dictates no. that soluble in water regardless of temperature might take a little longer but I'll go with you on that but I think still- it'll be like 20 minutes it's like putting a stone in water it will eventually over time wear down I'm gonna, I'll try it tomorrow I'll record it yeah I'm I'm a, if, if I'm late if it's instant coffee, if I'm late <laughs> you've been stirring coffee let's go <clears throat> 